Hey everybody, welcome back to Voice Spark Live. I am, as always, your host Nick, followed by your host Ben in New York and AJ in Idaho. Tonight we have a pretty good show lined up for you. We got Nick Myers um, <clears throat> going to be speaking with us tonight from RedFox.ai, and we're going to be giving away some stuff. We're going to be talking about Void Warper and all of the new Alexa gadgets that came out today. So. Before we get going, it's always good to have a little piece of personal privacy, especially whenever you're broadcasting and saying the A-Lady's name like crazy. So, in unison, let's go ahead and turn her off. Alexa. Alexa, Alexa. go away. Go, go away. away. Fine, be that way. <laughs> and that little gem was brought to you in part by Electric Chateau who've created the BuzzOff device. And the only thing you have to do is go on over to Kickstarter and type in BuzzOff or any web browser and type in BuzzOff Electric Chateau and it will pop up. And as you can see, Ben's pointing his finger up to the BuzzOff logo. Um, before we get started though, I just wanna let everybody know, I had a real funny situation happen to me today. So I was out getting dinner with, a, getting lunch with a friend and she's she's an older lady and i'm talking with her and i'm like hey did you watch the show and she's like yeah i watched it but i have no idea what you're talking about and i'm like okay cool that's cool and um <laughs> and she looks at me with this look on her face and i'm like what is it and she's like dude you gotta you gotta fix the lighting and i'm like w i'm like what do you mean she's like you're wearing a light blue shirt you could practice it looks like you're not wearing anything she said you look like a corpse you look like a walking, talking corpse. You got to just change the lighting, man. And I'm like, okay, what if I have an overhead light? She's like, you got to do something. The other two guys, they look great. You, you look like a corpse. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. No problem. So I've got my overhead light on instead of the lights behind my monitors. Hopefully you guys can see me better. Uh, I do have some uh, devilish blue eyes to uh, fall deeply. The baby blues, with. flash them. Yep, that's right. So AJ, <laughs> do you have any uh, news this week you'd like to share? Uh, you know, I just wanted to say that some of those new devices that just came out, like the mini home drone that flies around your house, it's going to come in really handy if you're curious if you left something out or if you just needed to check something out or maybe you needed to actually look up in the backyard or something like that. That seems pretty exciting. But that's not necessarily yeah. news. Um, A little I'm bit. I'm a void warper. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. News-wise. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that and uh, some other stuff. Ben, what do you got? Um, I mean, I'm living in Howland. Uh, I think I think you guys got some packages. I'm I'm happy you guys got it. AJ, yes. I'm really I'm really bummed about that though. We we have a patch for what what you're experiencing. <laughs> Not the best thing, but you know that patch will be out soon, so we'll be able to use those uh, devices and. Uh, yeah, it's not as cool as the drone camera, but nonetheless, uh, still very handy, and I hope you guys uh, use it all the time. Yeah, in fact, uh, Ben was so gracious enough to uh, bless us with some cameras. They will be part of our Christmas extravaganza giveaway. Ooh. Yes, we're having an extravaganza over here at Voice Spark. Why not? Why not? Why not? Just give stuff away. Just do it. It's fun. So, um, so yeah, we're going to go ahead. We're going to make sure we got some more stuff coming down the pipe. In fact, for the month of October, if you guys want, 
if you want to, we left a link in the description of this live stream. We have four, count them, four uh, Wi-Fi sockets that we will be giving away. So uh, these are Alexa, smart home compatible, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Uh, the description explains it all. They're brand new. I will send them out to whoever the winner is. But as always, keep in mind, you must live in the continental lower 48. If not, sorry, can't send it to you. What brand are those, Nick? What brand are those, Nick? Uh, they are Wi-Fi Smart Socket 4-Pack, and you're putting me on the spot here. Sorry, I have man. no idea. Uh, we use we Aimsim Smart for from anywhere 4-Piece. Cool. Yeah, it, it's they're good. They'll work. I, I love them. We, we have them all over the place. They're, they're, they're just everywhere. They <laughs> don't are, feed them really after midnight. Definitely don't <laughs> throw any water on them. Yep. <laughs> okay, so uh, this week we had some homework. We had homework for Avoid Warper sci-fi adventure game. If anybody likes Star Trek, anybody likes, I don't want to say Star Wars. I would say more or less like uh, Star Trek slash... Uh, kind of quasi Battlestar Galactica-ish uh, sci-fi adventure game. So um, what did you guys think about it? And I'll go ahead and bring it up on the big screen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a sci-fi geek. I think all of us are kind of a little bit here. Um, I, you know, I think AJ brought up a point interesting when we were off, uh, you know, getting ready here. It's like a great game. And I wish I had more people. You know what? I wish when I see you guys, I think we're going to play this game all together. I think this would be a, a real blast. Sit down, have some beers, and just go <laughs> yeah, nerd out for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah nerd yeah. out. <laughs> nerd out instead of roll out. Nerd. Yeah, yeah, out. yeah. That's that's our thing. That's our thing. <laughs> um, AJ, what did you think? Yeah, it, it really dawned on me um, that these games and this particular game and this style of game, as you're playing it, um, you're like, okay, well, that's pretty some interesting sound effects, or that's that's an interesting kind. That's kind of an interesting story, um, or like you know, just thinking about the experience. But then it dawned on me, you know, even if you weren't a fan of those types of games, or the one that we re reviewed last week, mm -hmm. playing it in the car for Alexa for Auto on a yeah. like almost like the more boring the family journey. Like the more family members in the car, the more fun these kinds of games would be, because I even think you can play these games with strangers. Like it would, they'd still be fun, uh, yeah. because you know you're just hearing a story, and then you got to make a decision of where you got to go. You got to kind of form a strategy, but you really don't know. And it's kind of actually would be more fun to be talking to somebody else that was really, um, you know, getting their imagination going and just deciding what do you think's best or what do you think's going to happen. Um, I thought that's what dawned on me, and I just started thinking about that. It might not be something that you play, you know, at, at home alone, but if you're ever bored and you wanted some some time to kill and put a little smile on your face, these uh, choose your own adventure games with audio are a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Go yeah, ahead. sorry. No, well, <clears throat> what I was going to say was is that the the ISP is uh, the Omega clearance, and essentially the Omega clearance. Um, Let's see what it is. It gives you access to Earth. So it's like a rapid pass. Yeah, it's like a rapid pass. You can you can do a bunch of other stuff, but it's essentially a rapid pass. It's eighty cents. Uh, it's not too pricey. 
I like the entry-level ISP. One of the things that got me and one of the things that I will continue to harp on as long as I'm in the voice space is the, it may be voice first, but it's not voice only. And they did a really mm. good job of um, not only describing the areas, but also um, showing them, showing good artwork. Now, one of the cool things was that, and this is kind of like, I was talking to AJ about this earlier today because we were talking about this skill. They want your email address in order to send you a map of the galaxy. Now, a lot of people could go two ways with this. Like, I don't want to give them my email address, which I put that as one of my critiques. Like, hey, maybe you could just include a map in the in the actual mm -hmm. in the actual game. But then I thought about it. I'm like, you know, that's one hell of a marketing ploy. You know, you go ahead, you say, hey, man, just give me your email address and we'll we'll send you a link. You click on the link. It takes you to one of their sites on their pages mm -hmm. and it has all of their information like, you know, tweet us, you know, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And then it has a download for the PDF file the, of the uh, of the Galaxy. You know what? I didn't I didn't catch this, but was there an opt in? I mean, I just clicked through and, and went through. Was there an opt in for any other continued uh, communication with them on that um, of them sending that email to you? Yeah, whenever you tap on the actual like link that's sent to your email address, you're then mm -hmm. redirected to one of their websites. So right. on that website, you were able to get like you know Twitter, Facebook, all that other all that other BS. So you were able to um, essentially connect with them, reconnect with them. So that was that was a good thing. Well, I'm curious as if they're going to use that. Um which would be fine if, if someone did opt into that, say, hey, there's a new game coming out. I have your email. I'm going to send out the new, the, the new, uh, new information to you, you know? Well, see, that's the thing. That's where I think this kind of sells, right? Right. Because who knows who you're giving your email address to, right? So you went ahead, you signed up, you gave them your email address. Now they have it. Not to say that's a bad thing. No, but. No. You know, now they have the ability to come out and contact you and say, hey, man, you know, you gave us your email address for Void Warper. We just want to let you know we just launched a new game. Please give it a try and or mm -hmm. leave a leave a uh, comment. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, we're going to, you know, um, reviews. Reviews are big. It looks like they have one review. Oh, <laughs> oh. this guy again. Striking a, a place, like a bandit, like a bandit, like a bandit. He's like a flies through the skill store, just taking them down. Ping, hey, you're ping, like one of those guys that goes around and puts coins in people's meters so they don't get tickets. Aww. That's exactly right. I'm that guy for the skill store. I just go around reviewing skills all day. <laughs> hey, buddy, you don't have a review. Okay, let's go ahead and make that happen. And then, uh, Void Warper, I, I believe, is that the name of the ship or that is at least one of the activities? So, Void would be like the distance between wherever you are in space to wherever you need to get to go. You're trying mm -hmm. to warp through that void. So this game kind of starts out by setting the scene and, you know, telling you what kind of a spacecraft you're in, a little bit about the scenario. And they mm -hmm. kind of ask you a couple of questions. You want to go here? Would you like to go here? Uh, and then you can have options of exploring and you can develop some strategies as, as uh, enemies are attacking you. Um, but yeah, it's a kind of a spaceship game and you start out, in the spaceship and you got to explore with it so and that's the and you know that's one of the coolest things too is the fact that they were able to like interject combat tactics into a game like hey you know we're doing you know the this is happening how are you going to react um 
I just went straight in for the kill and I was able to defeat the first enemy. So I was pretty excited about that. But right, like yeah, I you said, find yourself in an asteroid uh, field and there's an enemy ship and you have to decide whether you need to scan a little bit more, whether you want to attack, whether you want to evade. So mm -hmm. yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's these guys actually, or the, this group uh, partnered up, um, they've made some other uh, games with some well-known brands. Um, I was checking out their website. Uh, they did uh, My, My Little Pony uh, game, a Jim Henson game collection, Terminator. Uh, and Pacific Rim, Highlander, there can only be one. There can wow. be only one. The Hunger Games. <laughs> so, yeah. They, there they, can uh, be only one. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, they've got some uh, backing behind them, got some experience with some bigger um, brands. I volunteer as tribute. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. Okay, so <laughs> moving on. So Am I, I can go all night. I really I can go all night with one line. Please. Okay, so um Amazon released a slew, I mean a slew of uh of devices today. And the first one, I'm gonna come out, I wanna be the first person to say this. That thing looks like the iMac G four. Yes. 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 Everyone's yep. everyone said that in the office today. You know the sunflower it looks like yeah. the sunflower so um the imac yes that is the uh the 2020 version of the imac g4 i love how it follows you around i know how bad that is and how big brother is watching but if facebook's doing it i'm worried if amazon's doing it i'm okay yeah. with it i don't know yeah. why i don't yeah. know why but i just want to sell like you it. stuff man that's it you know they're not and selling you to someone it. else yeah <laughs> Yeah, but if you're in the kitchen and you're uh, looking at a recipe or you're watching, you know, go, you got your hands dirty and she can just kind of follow you. I mean, that's super convenient for if you're just doing chores around the house. Maybe you're watching yep. Days of Our Lives or something just to have it kind of, <laughs> kind of <laughs> judge duty. You know, just have it hey, kind of. All my children. Yeah. It's super smart. <laughs> Don't knock it. Hey, I was a GH fan myself. Ah, there we go. I General knew it. Hospital. I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Yeah. And I think number one would be your uh, FaceTime calls, your FaceTime like calls. Yep. With totally. Family. How bad is it then when the camera is over here, over there? Someone gets up. If this is like tracking the face, this is this. And all you need to do is give her a face on that screen, and then uh, you're having a conversation with somebody. You know. Yeah. She's following well, you around. The, you know. You know who did that? There was a company out. What was it called? It, now, Jovo is another another voice company, but there was something called like a Jovo, which was like a like a huge like a, a computer looking device that would like move and shake and it would have like different emotions on its face. Um, it got discontinued. Got no, 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 no. It, it's an actual thing. I'm bringing it up by the time by, by the time the show's over. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, but anyhow, so now they've got. You know, so now they got the new Echo Show 10, which is cool. I like that. Um, what do you guys think about the new dot? Well, I mean, I we had some flatters it too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some descriptive language for the for the the uh, the shape of it. I'm sure, but uh, you know, we have bad bad dirty minds. You know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> but it, you know, it's neat. Looks like a microphone foam. I'll yeah. come out. I'll come out and say it. You know, Amazon's got some balls. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, they do. It looks cool for the like the the kid when you put a little face on it. It looks pretty neat, you know. Yeah, but, like I want to go take me, you know, take me back in time, you know. Why not? Yeah. I I, I want to. I love that. I think that's so cool. Imagine imagine the market that would be created for 
uh, images that you can slide over there, almost like a skin. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Like, think about like, like what, what people are going to be able to come out with for that. Totally. Whole awesome. second, whole secondary market for that. You're going to see. Yeah. I mean, and they're probably also going to sell them on Amazon too. Used yeah. to drop shipping. Wow. Amazon wins on this. So, so big. I know it's scary. I'm just happy that I'm supporting the winning team. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of winning teams, I, you know, moving over to this, uh, Luna, this Amazon Luna, like this looks kind of crazy to me. The video game service oh, yeah. that they're going to start. I mean, I, I like the, I like the idea of it, but I think anytime you start a video game subscription service, I hope you've done your homework because if Google Stadia can tell you anything, that's, you know, that's, it's an uphill battle. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, Google Stadia still struggling. Away. Oh, we did it again. Your timer, man. <laughs> Back in Some... a while. Crocodile. <laughs> I love the shit that she says. I love that. Uh, so they Yeah, no, have... I, I agree. You gotta have your you gotta have your stuff together. I mean that's that's a big yeah. it's a big ask, yeah. Yeah, that's a huge jump. And I mean like, you know, you've got to lock down like uh uh, licensing agreements with with video game companies you got to make sure you have you know a spot for in, independent developers i mean there's a lot of stuff that's going on here you know what though they probably i wonder if they use the same or similar model as you know what they did with prime and prime video you know mm. um just that same kind of licensing um um i don't know you know mechanism legal team etc you know to be able to put that together yep um they do have one coming out that is premium audio and also one that has a clock face on it. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I do like that. Um, so uh, with that being said, you guys brought up the flying drone. Yeah. The, ring. Uh, all the ring products. Ring drone. Let's see if that actually pops up, if they have a thing for it already. No, it doesn't look like it. There's, there's also another cool switch. one with the... Um, the car um, components. Yeah. Car component. I didn't see that one, but this is, this is essentially what this is. And I read a, I watch a CNET video on it. Whenever this thing takes off, it only records whenever it takes off and you have to like map out its flight pattern and it'll follow a certain pattern. And I thought it was really cool. I mean, a very small base. You just, you think about the possibilities. Hey, did I leave the stove on? It did I turn on the dryer? Did I leave the curling iron plugged in? Yep. You know, is that back window open? Like those are certain things that this thing's this thing can answer. Those are the questions that it's going to be able to answer. And not to mention, like think about the affordability once this product's out for a couple years, right? It, mm -hmm. It's going to be two fifty at launch. Then hey, it's Black Friday, twenty twenty two. Next thing yep. you know, it's ninety nine bucks. Everybody's getting one, and what's going to end up happening is, is that, I mean, like, look at crime, right? Like if somebody breaks into your house while you're gone, it, it, more often than not, I could see this happening. You have satellite sensors, okay, that they're going to sell that are going to connect with this thing. This thing's going to mm -hmm. be like, oh, sensor, back door, take off from its base, go straight to the back door and then send you a notification or a live stream of what's going on at the back door. Yeah. Guaranteed. 
Yeah. I mean, you could take this even further. If there's a camera installed, you could have, you know, facial recognition, pair that up against a, a criminal database. Oh, this criminal's in your area, you know, um, send alert for police, et cetera, et cetera, through ring. Um, mm -hmm. and, and you'll, and you're already identified the criminal that, 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 that potentially could be in your home. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Stop him from getting to other people's homes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's pretty cool. I know they said they had you guys said there was some sort of audio thing that was out. I didn't I didn't get a chance to see that one. Well, who made that? Oh, uh, well, I was looking at the uh, car the car stuff and though as well. I'm oh, sorry, AJ. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that uh, can't uh, forget to mention that the newer devices have a brand new custom chip designed by uh, Amazon. Oh, okay. That will that is a special uh, uh, for running. Um, and resolving uh, the output of a trained neural network. And so uh, essentially the newer devices won't need to connect, they'll be able to do real-time transcription and they won't need to actually communicate with the cloud for some of the voice um, recognition. So that's super interesting. Really? Yeah, really that's, that's gonna be cool. That'll definitely, it should cut down response times. Well, not only that, but when the power goes out or you know, mm -hmm. network outage, being able to turn your life, lights off via voice is great. But when it all goes away, you know, I mean, it keeps it going. I think when the first power outage or something like that happens and you're able to use the voice still, I think it'll be, you won't, people won't want to go back. Just kind no. of the way it is. Yeah. Which is good because like I said, I haven't turned off my Christmas lights in years. So yeah, <laughs> not. keep them on. So, okay. So with that being said, I couldn't find anything on the car stuff. Um, but, uh, but anyhow, with that being said, there are some other stuff out there like the new, uh, Eero six Wi-Fi mesh routers. Mm -hmm. Um, there's going to be some new in, in car security systems that's going to launch with Tesla. Um, yep. there's going to be some new ring security cameras that are coming out and, um, and with that being said, uh, if you guys are ready, I'm going to go ahead and bring in our guest, um, Nick Myers from redfox.ai. You guys ready to meet Nick? Absolutely. Let's bring him in. Hey, Nick, how's it going? You guys are awesome to listen to. I've enjoyed the last 20 minutes so much. Oh, thanks. <laughs> we, thanks. It's not, it's not scripted. I'm sitting here as you guys are talking about some of the stuff. And I'm like, God, I want to jump in. Like these guys would be so chill to talk about some of this stuff. Like, oh my gosh. Well, that's what I get to listen to you for about three hours today. I uh, got to pick up your uh, Ted uh, talk and a couple interviews. Oh, awesome. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Nice. I noticed my, my camera. Let me see if I can. There we go. All right. Try not to have the blue line here cut off my face much. There we go. All right. So sweet. Yeah, no, you, you guys have just an awesome, like, candor with one another. Like, and the G4 comparison to the Echo Show 10, oh, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> I well, love that, that. It's so funny, but when we first saw the visuals of it, we were like, oh, my gosh, this is like a throwback. This is I, – I remember this, you know. Um, everyone in the office yeah. was kind of saying the same thing, so it was it was, it was spot on. <laughs> I might, awesome. I, I'm probably going to get myself one just so yeah. I could have it. Like, like I, I need it. Um, no, but Hey Nick, again, thanks for coming on our show. This is great. I know, I know I was on your podcast a while back and I wanted to, um, extend the favor because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the, uh, artificial podcast Yeah, thank and, you. and what you guys are trying to do over there at, uh, at redfox.ai. Now I have a question for you. 
I think I'm getting the red because of the red hair, right? No, not at all. No correlation. All. No. What's the deal with the fox? Where does that come from? You know, when we get asked that, like, honestly, you know, before we even switched to, well, got into the voice assistant tech market, we actually started the company back in 2017 as a digital marketing agency because that's oh. my background by trade is marketing and com. And I don't know. I guess the red, of course, made sense because I was like, well, I got red hair. Like, you know, why not just the red in the name, right? Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, the, the fox and I just could envision the logo and it just, it all just kind of made sense. And to me, like, foxes are like sly and sneaky and intelligent. And I don't know. I really have no, no really thorough explanation just other than got red hair and I thought it would look like a really good logo. <laughs> sometimes it could just sometimes it just sounds cool like you get it that's okay it's all right it's it, yeah it, it and it's works. funny before we switched to red fox ai we were actually red fox creative so both kind of rolled off mm -hmm. the tongue as well so it was just kind of an easy brand transformation too mm -hmm. i like that yeah we're looking at your uh your website here so um it's you and if my trackpad would behave um i'll go ahead and put this up on the big screen here so you, it's you and uh brett yes brett my best friend slash cto slash podcast editor slash emotional support friend slash you know i could probably outline another hundred but yeah so brett and i are pretty much the leadership team of the company right now mm -hmm. um, pretty much help co-found it with me i do all of the, the sales the business end, the design for all of our voice apps and then brett develops all of it and i think what's even you know more interesting about us is both of us are not tech people by trade whatsoever like oh, i built nice. computers growing up wrote some basic software programs and stuff but like i never thought i'd actually wind up doing something in it um and brett like you know brett has taught himself kind of, i think that's where you and i connected nick when we chatted on the podcast brett's taught himself everything when it comes to building for alexa and google and some of the stuff that the guy can do now is just absolutely incredible i'm, I'm so proud of him um, but yeah, we're pretty much the leadership team of the company. We bring on certain folks, you know, on a contract basis if we need that, you know, depending right. on the scope of the project we're working for. But we're just in super startup mode right now, trying to, to make our way in the voice space like so many other people. That's great. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's awesome. So now answer me this. Whenever somebody signs on, because I couldn't really find an answer for this, do you guys have like your own platform or do you develop the, do you develop these two in tandem? Like if I come up, I'm like, I want a Google action and an Alexa skill. Is it something that's combined or are they two separate or do you? I mean, for it? us, we just kind of have a tier system, how we treat every single product. You know, we thought mm -hmm. at least for the type of service we wanted to try and offer building these out, like we have a basic advanced and expert tiered system. So pretty much oh. we tell people who want to work with us like, all right, you know, it's for one platform, but if you want to go two platforms, we can do that too. We'll just work it into the overall project and, you know, there take you the cost from there. But yeah, I mean, we do it for both. We, again, we hard code everything. We don't use mm -hmm. any, you know, any of the third party, you know, no code tools or anything. All of it's just, you know, blood sweat and tears <laughs> to make yeah. all this stuff happen yeah i, I know it's crazy um it, it's crazy uh working for a, uh, a startup and trying to find your niche and and trying to uh trying to get some exposure um one of the things that i found that was cool and this has nothing to do with um with any voice tech was madison wisconsin like yeah, I I love like Wisconsin is awesome. I drove through there. I must have drove through Wisconsin 
three times, four times. Uh, because what I did was when, in my Coast Guard career, I was like, okay, I want to go to Cape Cod. Okay, well, then where do you want to go? Well, I want to go to Astoria, Oregon. So I would go from like side to side in the country because you could rack up a bunch of days off. I'd have like a month yeah. off in between transfers, you know, just chilling, growing the beard out, you know. <laughs> and, um, it, you know, like being a civilian for a little bit. And um, for me, it was great. And we, I stopped in Madison and I was like, holy cow, like this is beautiful, man. Like, it's, yeah, it's the Madison. entire state. Is one of those cities that, you know, a lot of people, of course, are familiar with, but don't actually realize how, like, nice it is until you actually get here. And and don't get me wrong, like, you know, I really despise winter. I'm like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I <laughs> hate winter. I hate it so much. But yeah. the four months out of the year that we do get summertime and warm weather with all of the lakes out here and the state parks and everything, it's just gorgeous. And mm -hmm. actually... A lot of people don't know this as well, but Madison is actually home to a pretty, uh, a, a pretty sufficiently growing tech scene, actually, specifically in the biomedical um, industry, biolife sciences. As a matter of fact, the country's largest electronic health record company, Epic Systems, is actually uh, Madison is their home while they're in Verona, which is just very near south of Madison. Um, but American Family Insurance is here. Um, we have a Google office here. We have a Microsoft office here. I mean, it, and, and really this is only this boom, I say boom, but for us, it's a boom. This boom has really only been happening for the last 10, 15 years. And the entire Near East side of Madison has been transformed into this just kind of tech, mini tech hub of the Midwest in a way. Um, and Madison recently has been ranked on a handful of lists of up and coming tech hubs as well. Milwaukee even is starting to get some more notoriety. There's yeah. kind of this triangle. Um, I've, I've had the pleasure of talking to uh, Kimberly Clark is based out of here too, where they have an office here and I've, I've got connected with their v, their chief scientists, but we're working on a project now to, to try and communicate how we, if we really put in enough effort, there's this tech triangle that can exist between Green Bay and Appleton Milwaukee and Madison, and there can just mm -hmm. be a hub of innovation if we really want it to be, because most people who think of Wisconsin, you don't think of technology, right? You think of yeah. farmers, cheese, yep. curds, cows, you don't think Milk. of, don't think of startups. Um, yep. and, and that's something that I'm actively working towards trying to change a bit as well, being a Madison based startup. And we have an excellent organization here in Wisconsin called the Wisconsin Technology Council. Um, they just do such tremendous work connecting startups with venture capital resources and tier one enterprises. I mean, we have a lot of resources here and I'm really excited for what the next few years have in store actually. That's, That's awesome. great. That's really great. That's really, really great. Uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, and I don't know if you would qualify Madison as a, a Rust Belt town, but Nick and I are from a, a Rust Belt town and we've seen a similar transition. We're from Pittsburgh originally, Pittsburgh area. Gotcha. And we've seen a similar yeah. transition uh, of, of, you know, really economy shifting overall, like from right. either manufacturing and production and then into this, this, this tech um, kind of super hub or hubs in, across, across all across America, which I think I really, really love. So that's great to hear that that's happening in Madison. That's yeah. Awesome. Well, and especially you consider, you know, everything of course, in, in post pandemic now with the shift oh, yeah. from working remotely, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I see you're based out of out of New York there, Ben. Like, has have there been any reports or news of people just up and leaving New York for smaller cities? Is oh, that yeah. Happening? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. I think for a month I saw more U-Haul trucks than I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. So oh, business God. was booming for uh, for that company. Um, I, yeah, I, I know a few friends that, that either moved back home or, or to, uh, you know, more suburban or rural setting yeah um it's just you know the people aren't going into the office and uh they're they're either working remote or they you know they can still maintain that job but a lot of people you know are either out of work or or you know they have to transition back and 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 yeah take a step out out of the city it's 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 not an easy city to live in but you know at the same time um you know people are are shifting and moving and you know i'm sure you know you're going to see a lot of different uh migration patterns all over the country for the next few years uh in regards to this so uh, it should be interesting and it's it no it is really interesting and i actually was recently talking with somebody who they i think they're getting their phd or something at uw madison which is our big 10 college here and he said, yeah, I'm from Southern California, moved here like five years ago. You know, the winters suck, but my God, is it cheap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's selling point, man. I mean, it really like is. If, if like, you know, I always, you know, I, I'm I get jealous sometimes because like these like even this house and this community that I live in, the mm. houses are priced so good. Yeah, that I would I would just I would love to live here, but I can't. We have no long term emotional uh, connections like we're going to go and live on the West Coast with my wife's family, by my wife's family. And that's going to you know, that's going to be my future. But yeah, man, Midwest living, I don't think anything beats it. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like like Seattle, absolutely one of my favorite cities. And honestly, over the last few years had a few things not played out with the business. I probably would be in Seattle right now. But, um, you know, even just comparing the cost of trying to grow our startup in Madison versus the cost of potentially having to do that in Seattle, just night and day. It's night and day. Yeah, totally. Totally. So speaking of that, uh, Nick, um, what's your background and uh, how long have you been uh, talking and thinking about uh, uh, voice and AI, because I know you mentioned you came from a marketing background. So kind of like what's your background and um, what brought you into into where you're at right now? Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for that great question. Yeah, for me, again, I, you know, I've, I've been out of college since 2016 and I jumped immediately into a role where I was leading marketing and comm for a, a trucking company of, of all industries. Definitely not an industry I thought I'd start on right away, but I learned a ton through that experience. And I was lucky enough also to be working for some folks who were very entrepreneurial themselves and really believed in letting their employees, if they wanted to do something on their own, to go do that. So, you know, it was just one of those days where I went to my best friend. And again, this was way before the AI and um, and voice aspect of what I wanted to do in the business. And I'm like, I want to start a company. What can we do? And he's like, well, what are you good at? I'm like, well, I know a lot about digital marketing, know a lot about SEO, know a lot about you know, blogging and different things. I'm like, let's try and do that. Um, but actually, as we were kind of forming the idea for the digital marketing side, I'm like, but everybody does digital marketing. I'm like, especially even in Madison and even our local markets, there's so many people that do that. I'm like, what if we look at this from a tech perspective? And I just started researching some different things and I, I came across some really solid market research in VR. And I started reading more on VR started reading more about VR headsets, how VR worked, 360 video. And I went to Brett and I'm like, 
man, VR, this is the future. Like, everybody's going to be wearing these headsets. All videos we know it is going to be 360 degrees. Like, this is it. <laughs> we should try and weave this into what we're doing with Red Fox Creative and, and the digital marketing stuff. So, honestly, we had nothing to lose. So we're like, all right, let's see if we can do it. So, we actually invested in a 360 video camera, learned how to shoot the footage all on our own because there were no instructions even back in 2016, um, learned how to produce the videos, edit them, all of it. And we actually got a couple clients, surprisingly, even in Madison, um, to do 360 videos and, and put that in the VR space. But of course, as we were working through that through 2016, the market definitely was not taking off like a lot of the research had shown. And as we can even see now in 2020, the VR market is still relatively stagnant, for lack of a better word, right? Um, so eventually, you know, Brett just kind of took a step back as he didn't really like the social media and digital marketing stuff we were doing. So I just had to figure out, well, what am I going to do with this thing? Um, eventually just talk with some friends and family like, Hey, you got nothing to lose. Just keep it. So it just so happened as we were transitioning into 2018 for the holidays in 2017, uh, I had gotten my first Amazon echo device. Uh, my mom had gotten it for me for the holidays. Oh, I saw the commercial. It's so adorable. You know? <laughs> Uh, the, the the typical mom being excited about something that she doesn't necessarily understand, but thinks it's great. Um, so I got it and I set it up in my kitchen. wasn't really using it for the first couple of weeks. I had it in, in January at the start of 2018. And um, ultimately it was one of those really cold days here in Madison. It was, I think it was like a negative 20 wind chill that day, Ooh. which you know, we usually get a week or two stretch of that here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Part of that uh, that winter part I don't like about living here. But besides that, I realized on that day, I'm running low on toilet paper as I was in my bathroom. And I thought to myself, how am I going to get that? I sure as hell am not going outside and running to the store to get that. Like, F that. Definitely not happening in negative 20. Um, so I'm like, I could order it online on my phone. And then I'm like, you know, I wonder if that thing on the counter can. So I was like, Alexa, I need toilet paper. I'll never forget it. Alexa recommended a $5.36 pack of Cottonelle discounted because I was using Alexa shipped to my door in 24 hours. That was my life. Oh, um, done. <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess that experience. The moment of truth. Yeah. My moment of truth. And it's just through that experience. I guess I was already getting connected with some people at Microsoft and some other tech companies through some other work I was doing. And before I even really got into voice, just that experience really made me think about the technology that powered voice, which was AI. So I just started going down this rabbit hole of books and white papers and videos and research and ended up finding some really good folks at Microsoft who I read all their stuff from. And I just really started researching and learning how to apply the technology and explain it to others. Um, and actually realized I was really good at doing that. I just had this really deep fascination with AI, ended up taking a course through Microsoft, learned how to build some basic AI models. So really doing all that is what got me into voice because I realized, all right, with AI being this cool, there has to be a way to leverage voice technology for business because I kept looking back on my marketing experience and skills and was like, there's gotta be a way to leverage this for, for if not marketers, just for business in general. So thus we ended up pivoting Red Fox Creative to Red Fox AI, focusing 100% on voice. Again, Brett jumped back in, learned how to code and build our voice applications from the ground up. Over the past few months, he's been learning how to build neural networks and all this other crazy stuff. And I've just been continuing on this journey of helping educate people on exactly what artificial intelligence is and likewise, 
how you can leverage voice for your business. And that really is what kind of blew up this speaking career for me really quick. It, and it shouldn't have happened the way it did, but I was also just really active on LinkedIn at the time. And that was when video on LinkedIn was exploding. So I really started using that. I had a really good mentor from Microsoft working with me on personal branding. And before I knew it, one local talk on AI turned into a regional talk, turned into a national one. And then I was invited to Australia last year and Thailand, both in the same year. Um, so it just, and a TEDx, it was just last year was just a whirlwind. I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more grateful for all of it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my story and where we're at now. And it's been just a crazy ride. And, and now we're just kind of pedal to the metal and, and trying to grow the company and, and really help businesses leverage this. Yeah, and, and that that actually uh, kind of coincides with uh, something Nick mentioned, I think it was a week and a half ago, we were chatting and he's like, you know, uh, I really am thinking it might be a great idea to start including in the list of guests actual businesses, just how they implemented voice. So like representing, you know, a business owner, not necessarily somebody that makes products as part of the voice space, but somebody that benefited from it. So we could go and trace back kind of that definition of a problem, like when it dawned on them, that voice could do something for them. Um, and then what they did. And we think, I think it's a great idea. So that's, that's kind of right along the lines of what you were saying there about yeah, well, we we got. Oh, oh, sorry, Nick. That's all right. I was going to say we got a couple people coming on uh, later on uh, in our schedule. That's actually going to explain how they're incorporating voice into their overall platform, uh, just because of the fact that, like, I think it's a brilliant way for people to be able to. I always say, expand your brand, but um, no joke, expand your brand to always be accessible. You know, especially if you use SSML or, you know, MP3 files in order, it, it it's an icebreaker. They get to meet you before they get to meet you, which is nice. Absolutely. Well, and that's one of the things, too, I've found is I've, I've given so many talks now and, and tried to help break this down for people is, you know, my favorite part of giving a talk, whether it be on AI or whether it be on voice, is when I finally see the gears start turning in somebody's brain, it's like, I get it now. Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. you know, there's been some talks where I actually start brainstorming with people in the audience and people come up and they're like, well, I have all these ideas. I'm like, take a step back. I'm like, you got, you know, our, my whole goal is I try to help people solve problems with this as much as possible, which I think we all do. Right. I mean, that's why yeah. we're in this is to, to leverage it, to solve problems. But that for me is like the high, I guess I get from, from giving talks and, and really what we do day in and day out, it's finally starting to see the gears turn and people have ideas all across the board. It, it just kind of comes to a point where, is the technology at the point where we can do that? And are you actually solving a problem with that idea by deploying voice is typically yeah. we end up, we end up getting to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I it's, a, it's the problem solver, right? It, it brings the people in how, you know, how to like, I always go back to real estate agents. I think if I was a real estate agent, I would have a, an Alexa skill and a Google action quicker quicker than whatever oh, yeah. because mm -hmm. the bottom line is is that if you're a real estate agent you're going to go out and you're going to spend two thousand dollars on a billboard that has your smiley face on it or a bunch of uh what do they call those urinal urinal cakes at bennigan's you know what i mean they're gonna throw yeah i, I pissed on his face on a urinal cake on bennigan's but um the bottom line is is that 
for a decent amount of money or a good bit about amount of money and a little bit of time you can have yourself a voice skill that mm -hmm. would be a um an icebreaker and it would allow people to hear you to see a photo of you maybe see a video of you you know you throw that on your business card as a qr code you start handing it stuff out next thing you know people are going to build a relationship yep. with you they're going to see it so you got to use it to your advantage absolutely That's and i think people tend to almost like for some people it seems they put it in this black box where they just think it's completely unaccessible and then mm -hmm. other people try to get super complicated with it right away and they're like no 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 just start you know as basic as possible mm -hmm. to get your feet wet and you know scale yeah. up as you can um and, and that's kind of the approach again to that kind of tiered system that we've developed for ourselves as we realize that we can't give the whole cake away in one sitting you know, it maybe oh. a piece here works, and then if they're ready for the second piece, and you know, we keep cutting off slices. That's a, I just came up with that analogy randomly. I don't know if it makes sense, but you, you, you guys get where I'm going with that, right? You, yeah. you don't. Want, oh, yeah. yeah. Are you noticing yeah. that uh, there, is the uh, learning curve changing at all? Let's say from the difference between, let's say, today and two years ago, um, aside from the more increasing familiarity with the Echo devices and just like that underlying kind of knowledge that voice is you know getting more legitimized in, in consumers minds or even business owners minds it's still the conversation about voice and why voices is, is is different than the way you're thinking about it i can imagine that it's just there's always a hump that you've got to get through you've always got to keep talking and you're dealing with that basic confusing subject that you're trying to build a bridge are you noticing um that it's getting any easier or is it sort of staying the same is um in terms of people and we really want to help them understand how it works and what the core great question aj there's there's definitely been a noticeable trend in people being more aware over the last couple of years i would say a hundred percent and typically you know of course prior to, to covid when i was traveling quite a bit i would always just try and ask people you know everyone's like oh i have all you know all these amazon echo devices alexa devices all over my home and you know google homes and different things i'm like you know it always try and just kind of take a moment to be like well what are you using it for um and consistently you know for a very long time it was always oh music oh timers oh basic questions and you know some of the basic stuff and then whenever i would be like okay i'm like did you know there is an entire skill store for that's home to third-party apps like you would have on your smartphone that allow you to accomplish goals better and improve your life no i'm like all right you know nick you brought up a great uh, a great uh, <laughs> intro there because i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you what last night was it last night two nights ago i was on the phone with somebody from our village council and i had recently published these two official skills for the new haven yeah and i, I saw you were in voice yeah. congrats by that up for yeah that up, oh thank you so i i get this call at nine o'clock at night and the, my my liaison tara for the parks and recs committee she's like hey nick you know we're going to be putting this stuff out on our socials uh, only one problem so and so can't get it to work on her device will you give her mm -hmm. a call i'm like sure and i'm like well did you try doing it by voice she's like yeah and it, it would activate some like weird skill so it wasn't ours so i'm like what about the skill store did you try going in there she's like squeeze me baking powder and i'm like and i'm like you know the skill store you just go in blah 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 so i had to walk her over the phone to the skill store then she went ahead she you know she enabled it and it worked just fine 
The problem is, and that's one of the reasons why we even started this, we even started this YouTube channel, is because we want to show people, hey, there's games. There's yep. productivity stuff that you can do. There's so much more to this um, to this uh, ecosphere, right. that I like to call it, um, that, uh, that, that can be explored. So go explore it. And I think that's one of the big downfalls that we have in the voice community is the fact that we it's great that we have a strong voice community but we've got to get you know bob smith from down the street in on it yep. we've got to get sally jones from up the hill in on it those are the people that we want those are the people that we need to start targeting because now we have a, a foundation established it's time mm -hmm. to start building that first and second right. floor well, and, you know, the device saturation is there, right? Like, I think, you know, yeah. only a couple months ago, VoiceBot reported that there's like 87 million smart speakers, you know, owned by U.S. adults alone. And, you know, just factor in, you know, far more than that globally. So the saturation is there. And, you know, I think we've maybe reached that plateau point where we may, you know, again, I'm just assuming here, but we, I'm almost wondering if we may actually hit a, hit a plateau point of, are we going to see more people buy smart speakers? Or is it one of those things where it's plateauing until maybe people start experimenting more with, you know, third-party skills or different things that can actually help, you know, make their experience using it more robust beyond just the question and answers and the weather and the timers and, and all that different basic stuff. Hey, Nick, do you feel like some of these new devices that actually have, um, you know, core functionality to it will help drive those other skills being used, you know, based off of like, you know, the hardware that it's that it's that, that uh, either Alexa or, you know, a Google Google voice is installed in? You know, I do. And because, you know, I think half the battle here is, you know, it's not so much that we just have the nascent voice assistant, right, that you can use, but it takes form in so many different pieces of hardware. Like one of the pieces of hardware that I've always been fascinated with since Amazon announced it was the loop. Um, I only know yeah. a couple of people that actually got one. Like my friend Susan Westwater actually got one and she told me she was experimenting with it a bit. Um, but that just has fascinated me. I know I put my head in the ring to try and get one, but just the ability to have something like that on your hand at all times and use it just seems so convenient to me. Um, I know a couple of people who got the Echo Frames um, and they really like them. Again, to people, of course, who wear glasses, you know, majority of the time, incredibly useful, even to those of us who maybe just have readers and want to swap the lenses out. I mean, it's still incredibly useful. So I think hardware is a very important aspect of it. And I think... You know, you look at the difference between Amazon and Google, right? Like Amazon is definitely taking the hardware approach 110%. You look at Google, they've pulled back on the hardware approach a bit, but they're focusing a lot more now, it seems, on the smartphone capability of Google mm -hmm. Assistant. And that's something we've seen just in the last couple of months. They've changed their developer console for actions on Google to where it's very much smartphone focused versus before. If I'm, yep. I'm making, you know, if I can make sense saying that it, it just is very yep. different. And I think, you know, both different markets, right? Like Amazon doesn't necessarily have a phone and an operating system that they can just stick Alexa on, albeit there is the app, unlike Android, where Google Assistant is just nascent in the app. And, you know, of course, Siri with Apple, which, again, I think we're all just kind of wondering, like, what the heck is Apple? What, what are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, Apple. I mean, it's 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 crazy. I mean, Ben, we talked over. I, uh, whenever I first interviewed you for a podcast I used to have, I think it was two years ago, yeah, two and a half that. years ago, mm -hmm. and I called Surrey the smartest dumb speaker. Uh, <laughs> the, 
the smartest dumb or the dumbest smart speaker on the market. And, you know, it hasn't changed. Yeah, I was going to say, no. she hasn't learned any improved. Then. <laughs> Nothing. No. And they've only made moderate improvements to it. And, and that's what's always been fascinating to me and also disappointing is that was the last acquisition that Steve Jobs made before he had passed. Um, and he was very open about voice being the next frontier. And he very much believed in that. I think, of course, you know, under Tim Cook, who, of course, did incredible things with their smartphone business. But at the same time, we haven't really seen anything with Siri. So I'm just really curious to see what Apple's play is going to be. There is all this uh, buzz going on about their new AR glasses that are potentially going to be coming out in 2021, 2022. I think Siri, according to some in the the voice Twitter sphere and others who are predicting that Siri is going to be a large component of that. But, you know, I think there's such an opportunity for a third party developer market there as well. And I'm just kind of shocked that they haven't done that yet. But again, it's giving a lot of headway for Amazon and Google to do that. So it, it's an interesting ecosystem. And then there's all these theories I have that, you know, maybe at some point we'll have ecosystems of hundreds, if not thousands of just individual voice assistants as well, which I think that is can, a possibility. I want that too. And I want them to all be called up in tandem because um, I've got a Bose 500 uh, soundbar and I have to pick between either Google Assistant yeah. and or Alexa. Well, guess what? I don't want to pick. I want them both. I'm right. selfish mm -hmm. like that. Well, and that's what's interesting. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm sure you guys saw Amazon's announcement last week with the voice interoperability initiative. You know, I think their focus is on making it possible for more third-party brands to come in. And, you know, Alexa almost acts as like the intermediary and in the funnel to some of the different voice assistants. And, you know, and that I, I really can see that happening potentially where, you know, you have the anchor platforms like Alexa, Google Assistant, you know, if Bixby continues to stay around. You know, but you have, you know, maybe more independent third party voice assistants that are brand specific or industry specific. And, you know, Alexa or Google maybe just kind of act as the intermediary to connect you to the right one based on the need. I can totally see that happening. And I think, honestly, that would make this industry so much more valuable for people, of course, who are outside the voice community and, and business leaders and, you know, general users, you know. Yep. Nick, can you uh, summarize the uh, initiative? Um yeah, so the voice interoperability initiative, I think Amazon first started talking about in 2019, and that really was their initiative to try and bring, you know, the ability for people to um, use multiple voice assistants on the same piece of hardware. Um, and it was quite a shock to a lot of folks because, you know, as we saw with Alexa being introduced in 2014, and Google in 2016 and, and, you know, Bixby in 2017, you know, all these siloed ecosystems seemed to form. So it was like a very interesting move on their part. But I think the recent guidance that they gave with the multi-assistant design guide that they released for this and some different things are showing that their sites are truly set on how can we make this more open for everybody if possible? How can we get more brands to sign on with maybe not using Alexa as the sole voice assistant for their brand but as an intermediary that can help connect their brand to the incredibly large user base that we have with the Echo ecosystem. So that's just kind of my, my sum of, of the voice interoperability initiative. It'll be really interesting to see what happens with that. For sure. Awesome. So Ben, do you have a final question for Nick? <laughs> Put me on the spot here. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> where do you see uh, yourself and, uh, and Red Fox um, 
in, in the next year kind of uh where, where do you guys see yourself going what do you guys see yourself doing new 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 clients new uh new yeah products? that's a really good question um i think you know the hardest part for us over the last few years has been really figuring out what specific niches do we want to target because of course as you know i'm sure you guys have experienced you know voice can apply to anything it can apply to everything and that's honestly when we step foot into this ecosystem for the first time that's the approach that we took to try and be extremely general but at the same time we learned it's impossible to be extremely general at least for us mm -hmm. um, so i think we've narrowed down we're really i think going to try and focus on telecom um, maybe pharmaceutical companies that have offer in-home testing are some areas we're looking at right now so i think we're really going to narrow our focus of who we're trying to serve with this based on some of the experiences we've had. Um, on top of that, we're actually spinning up a new e-commerce company right now as well called Blue Fox Box. And we're really, our goal with that is to try and create a new ultra convenient way to get really the basic groceries that you need when you need them. And there's a very strong voice component with that. You can order one of our boxes in like less than 15 seconds just by asking Alexa because the items never change, it's consistent. There's very limited customizability. We're getting very creative with it. So we're gonna be piloting wow. that sometime this fall. Um, Are so you uh, gonna be uh, partnering with uh, regional, any regional grocery stores or grocery chains or anything like that for that? Or So initially that for the pilot, we're probably just gonna use local grocery store infrastructure for sourcing. But if we can prove proof of concept for the pilot, mm -hmm. we're definitely going to pursue obtaining our own products 100%. Brett's Very actually cool. building right now of Nick. What he's been able to do the last couple of weeks with the Selexa skill we're building for it, he's creating this ordering system that allows you to do all these really minute customizable things with the pricing and taking stuff in, putting, st I mean, really neat stuff. So I'm, I'm really excited for this. And really this was kind of a birthing from the pandemic for us because prior to the pandemic, we were actually working on a voice application specifically for grocery stores to focus on the in-store experience. And ultimately when the pandemic hit, we're like, all right, well, the trend from here on out is gonna be people, you know, presumably so going to the grocery store less and looking for online means. So then we kind of went back to the drawing board. What are we gonna do with this? And we kind of just parsed it down into Blue Fox box. So that's a couple of things we're working on. We're gonna be launching what we're calling Red Fox Academy, hopefully within the next few months as well. Cause I realize like I have so much content from the last three years of giving talks and doing workshops, might as well try and you know build something else out of that too. So we have a lot going on. It's just, you know, not enough hours in the day, of course, that I think most people experience, but a really exciting time. And I just hope we can power through and, and make it all happen. That's awesome. That's great. Well, yeah. my fault. My last question is: is that I understand that you were approximately subscriber one fifty five. I sent Brett a <laughs> request. I I think he probably thought it was spam. He never got back to me. <laughs> if you could, if you could double tap him and just be like, I can hey, do bro, that. Hook this up. I, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, finally, for those who are on uh, YouTube um, and watching this live. Uh, we have Nick's profile up. Uh, as you can see, he's right wearing the uh, Red Fox uh, polo. Um, definitely want to get one of those. That'd be nice to, that'd be nice to, to wear around. But um, th there's his picture. That's what he looks like. If you guys want to, reach out to him. Um, I, um, yeah, he's uh, he's got a bunch of stuff here. He's got a Take whole, a whole lot of experience. Thank What's you. That? Thank you very much. Some good insights there. I oh, thought it was very did you, interesting. AJ, did you say he was on TikTok? 
No. No. <laughs> I thought you said talk. talk. Although me, I, Brett and I actually just came up with a really good idea for TikTok that I'm really excited to do. And, and like TikTok is a platform that I haven't really been on too much yet because I'm like a LinkedIn addict, I'm a Twitter addict, but TikTok, yeah. I'm like, it's gotta be the right thing. And then I just so happened to watch the Jimmy Fallon, Paul Rudd remake of the 1980s, You Spin Me Right Round music video that gave me a bunch of ideas. So oh, I'll God. leave it at that. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm definitely going to heart that video. So, um, <laughs> so with that being said, thanks again, Nick, for joining us. If you could, please stand by uh afterwards and we're gonna go ahead and uh, do a little uh outro and uh some exit comments and please stand by yep thanks, thanks for tuning in guys thanks Nick. all right guys that was nick myers from redfox.ai and blue box fox blue fox box and um very cool guy really you know? cool guy interesting it was that was pretty cool what do you think aj Oh, I wanted to ask him which uh, voice events are shouldn't be missed and which ones he's going to be speaking at. Uh, yeah, maybe he's at. Maybe he'll be a project voice. I heard there's going to be, uh, um, you know, three good-looking sailors there, come <laughs> come April. So we'll definitely be there. Is it um, fleet? It, it might be. We're going to make it our own fleet. We're going to go in there. You know, we'll our, be own our own fleet week. Fleet. Yep, <laughs> fleet week. <laughs> um, okay, so with that being said, real quick, um, some personal privacy issues, if you have those, if you don't want the man listening to you, or Jeff Bezos, or maybe even your wife who's about ready to let the dog out, uh, check out Electric Chateau and Buzz Off. Buzz Off creates this really cool little black hockey puck with an LED light that sticks uh, right beneath your Echo device. And if you say the magic words, go away, she will go away. She will actually turn off. It will disconnect the power. And AJ's showing his right now. And uh, it will disconnect the power so that there's no power going to the unit. And that way you can be assured that uh, Jeff Bezos, the man, are not listening to you. So, with that being said, as always, you can find this podcast, because uh, we are now officially a podcast, anywhere you where you find podcasts. And, uh, Ben, do you got any final thoughts? Nothing. You guys are awesome. Okay. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate that. AJ, you got any final thoughts? Well, I wanted to say uh, check out Hal. Uh, Ben's company uh, there, it's uh, very yeah. cool. And um, when you see the app, you see how it works, you may find that you live in a neighborhood or a community that really wants exactly what his company's putting together. It dawned on me that um, the folks around here would absolutely jump on board. Um, so Hal, check it out. Thanks, yeah, guys. check Appreciate out Hal. That. It is definitely a community-based app. It's for the primary purpose is safety and security. So um, keep that in mind. And you know what, I'll give you, I'll give you a quick plug here. You know what I found very cool? I went ahead and I was able to bring up police incidents that occurred on the geo display inside of the app. And I thought that was phenomenal. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, you guys can even, you can comment on those posts too. So, um, they, they actually become a post in our, um, in our, um, 
in our uh, system. And, um, you know, if you need to track anything down or like, you know, uh, want to be actively involved somewhat in, 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 in that in that story or, or crime post, you know, uh, you can get live up. You can get updates to it if other people comment on it at the same time. So, hey, yeah, I saw that. Um, someone else comments on it, you know, I, I might, might be able to help you, et cetera, et cetera. It's about building community. And, you know, I think, uh, we're in a wacky time right now and people working with each other and, uh, trying to be, uh, better, uh, stewards and better neighbors, uh, of, of the community is, is what we really need. And hopefully the app can, uh, can make that happen. Amen to that. Thanks a bunch, Ben. I, uh, I appreciate you for sharing that. And I, I, Thanks, guys. I think it's a great company, great app. So go ahead and check it out. That is how. Uh, check it out in your Google Play or uh, App Store. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we will be back next Thursday. Next Thursday on our calendar, we have Terry Fisher, who will be jo- joining us from Alexa in Canada. And he's going to be talking about the Voice Den. So super excited about that. Caught my first Voice Den episode yesterday, and it was phenomenal. So with that being said, here's the outro.